Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, if you noticed, I, I didn't sing tonight. It's because I was going to bring forth the word, but my voice has been struggling the last few days. My allergies have been acting up. I woke up. I didn't have a voice, and I said, Lord, I know that I was given a word to deliver to your people. You're going to have to help me make it to the house tonight. So we tried to save our voice, and I'm trying to eat a lot of cough drops before I come up here, but I know the Lord's going to help me because I feel like I have a word for you all, and I'm so thankful that you've gathered on a Wednesday evening. How many has been enjoying the services that we've been having, the sweetness of the Spirit, the presence of God that we have been feeling, and I'm not ready to lose that yet, so if it means coming up here with a shaky voice, I'm going to deliver what the Lord has given to me because I believe that we have an on-time word. This is a unique hour. We're in a unique moment, and I'm not going to let that moment pass me by. Amen. So I just want to say thank you for bearing with me tonight. Thank Thank you to our pastors for allowing me to get before you. I don't take this lightly. It's such an honor to get to speak before you, and I am so thankful for that tonight. If you want to go ahead and start turning, we have two main texts we're going to read back to back. The first one is Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, and the second one is Hebrews 12 and verse 26. We're going to read those back to back if you want to start flipping there. And I'm just thankful for what God is beginning to do in this hour and for the words that I'm beginning to hear, the revelations I found, and I want to begin to share one of those revelations with you tonight. And so the title of my message tonight is God Uses the Shaking. And how many is thankful that God can use our shaking, that God can use some circumstances around us for his glory and for his good. And I believe that he's doing that in this house. So if you want to stand across the house, we're going to start in scripture and just go before him. It says in verse number six, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yes, once it is a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace. If you want to flip to Hebrews chapter 12, Again, you're going to see a very similar verse. It says, whose voice then shook the earth. Now he hath promised saying, yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And his word yet once more signifieth the removing of the things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Let's just go before him in prayer before we get seated. Lord, I thank you for allowing me to gather with your people tonight, and Lord, as we begin to enter into your spirit, I thank you for meeting us here. I thank you for the word and the ears to hear and the hearts to receive. I ask that you will help me, vessel, Lord. You will help my voice so I can deliver the words that you have given us, God. Lord, not in my own strength or ability, so that you may be exalted that we will have a word to hold on to in the future. God, I thank you for what you've been in this house, for what you're continuing to do even now, and for your presence that I feel is my help. I thank you for that, Lord. We praise it. We're going to say this accomplished in Jesus' name. The church says amen and amen. God uses the shaking. We just saw two accounts in scripture where it was mentioned there's a shaking on both heaven and in earth. That scripture reveals to us that God, referenced as the Lord of hosts in the scripture, orchestrated the shaking, and that it was his voice that commanded it. 
When we see the Lord of hosts in scripture, we know that's talking about the Lord as a commander of the army, right? He's in powerful. And when he begins to put forth an action plan, he begins to speak and the shaking happen. It's going to shake the heavens and the earth. And normally when you think about shaking or when I used to hear the word shaking, it wasn't an expression that I liked to hear or something that I thought was going to be easy because I knew that a shaking was something that was going to be uncomfortable. It was a time that you had to be established on a strong foundation, but that it might be a hard season. So when I heard there was going to be a shaking, I can't tell you that initially I was excited about that. But I begin to grow into the scripture And the Lord began to remind me that when we think of it as a negative light of being shaken or rattled up, it might sound bad, but that we're giving credit to the enemy. Because in the middle of the shaking, it feels like you're under attack and that some things around us are rocky and we might be able to say, well, the enemy caused a shaking. But the Lord said, that's not how it's going to happen. He said, the Lord began to speak and say to deliver a message to the church that the shaking did not catch God by surprise, that he's orchestrating and he's moving in the middle of a shaking. Because he cannot be caught off guard. He is with us right now and he sees our tomorrow. So he understands that a shaking will come. It is his word that declares that there will be a shaking. So we can't give credit to the enemy when we begin to see things like that about what we're going to face tomorrow. And I'm hoping that this revelation helps us see that the shaking is not something that the church should fear because it's orchestrated by the Lord and that he's going to work in the midst of it. He's going to work through it and we're going to move past that point. And I'm thankful for that because it doesn't matter how it will happen, but we know that the scripture says, that it shall happen, that one day the heavens and the earth shall be shook, right? So we understand it's going to happen. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of what will we do to respond when it does. So when we begin to experience growth in the Lord, we've been having services like we have, we're stepping out, we're feeling the glory, we're moving forward in the kingdom. That's a part of the shaking. That's the first part because he's shaking his church awake. That's the beginning of a shaking. And it's easy for us to then begin to think about the counterattack that comes after that. We've heard that once we step out, then the enemy launches a counterattack. And sometimes our mind wants to exalt that part of it, the part that we're met with opposition. But let's not forget that the counterattack is only a result of the fact that we are moving forward. That should be a sign that we are taking steps in the right direction and that God does have us right where he needs us to be. And it's making the enemy a little bit nervous. So when we begin to feel that opposition, don't let it give credit to the enemy, but rather say, I know that God has brought me to this point and he's gonna bring us through the shaking and he's gonna move with us through the shaking and we're gonna be overcomers at the end of this because we're pushing forward in the kingdom, amen? So yes, the shaking may be scary. In our carnal minds, we might want to think about bad and destruction, but in a time of shaking, let us realize we have to be planted on a strong foundation and that foundation will not fail. It is a rock that has never failed and it won't fail us tomorrow. He is our peace in a struggle. He is our refuge in the storm. And no matter the battle, no matter the shaking that comes, we have a strong tower that we can lean on. So the Lord began to tell me there was four ways that God can use the shaking. And that's my message tonight is the four ways that I believe that the Lord revealed to me, he can use a shaking. So the first way I believe that God uses a shaking is the shaking purifies the church. That's the first thing that can be accomplished in the shaking. The shaking is a time that refocuses the church. It's gonna get our attention when we start to go through something, when the shaking begins to happen. The priorities of the church begin to be fixed on the Lord. The shaking purifies us and gets us to a place of alignment where we have to cling to the word, where our faith is increased because we're depending on the Lord in a new way. We're learning how to trust. We're learning how to build that relationship. And he uses that to draw us closer to him in a purifying process. The shaking gives the church an opportunity to search our hearts 
and make sure that we're rooted in what the Lord is wanting to accomplish. There are shaking pains, there are growing pains, and it's the appearance of destruction all around us. But the thing is, that is the fact that you're being molded, you're being purified. When you face that opposition, God is using it to purify you, to sanctify you, to pull some things off that maybe don't belong so that you can get to a more consecrated place. And that's a place that we should desire to be. We hear it talked about in many different analogies through scripture. We heard about the sifting through the wheat, plucking off bad fruit, plucking the vine, whatever it is that you may say to remember it. That's a purifying process that God's going to shake some things off of us to get us to a holier place, right? So the church through that process is going to become a true lighthouse, a true place of refuge. When you're left with all those things been plucked off and you're renewed and you're molded and you're made more in the image and likeness of God than you ever have been, that should be something that we can celebrate. Not the fact that the process might make you lose some things because everything that's being removed from you and falling off from you is pushing you closer into his glory, deeper into his presence, deeper into relationship. And that should be our heart's cry. That should be what we're searching after. Not the fact that you might have to lose some things along the way, but the fact that the latter house is going to be greater than the former house. Amen. Amen. So the point of the shaking is to reveal what is rooted in Christ and what is rooted in man. We know this because when the Lord wants to do something new, he has to shake some things to reveal what's really founded in him and to reveal what's been founded in the world. This leaves the true church an opportunity to work for him in a new way. The Lord began to tell me the shaking comes before the new thing. We know that in scripture. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? In order to know the newness of God, we have to rebuild, which means first our foundation had to be shaken till we can rebuild to that point. It gets the weeds out. It's a time to clean house. It's a time to look at your heart and examine and say, where am I? And where is God wanting me to be? And in order to be shaken or to not be shaken, we must be rooted deeply in Christ. This means our faith is strong. It means we're spending time in prayer. We're spending time in the word that our heart's desire is to be molded in his image. And withstanding the shaking may seem hard, but our scripture tells us tonight that we're gonna have peace in the shaking. And it's a, it's a thing that we can hold on to, a thing that can get us through the shaking, that no matter what it is, that God's removing some things from our life and it may be uncomfortable, but that he's taken us to a place that we haven't saw yet. And that's a promise that we can hold on to that through the storm we're going to have peace and we're going to come out in a new place amen so say God uses the shaking God uses the shaking so the second way the Lord began to reveal to me that he uses the shaking is this the shaking crumbles things not rooted in Christ when a natural shaking happens buildings can topple there is destruction there's falling infrastructures right in the same sense When a shaking comes, it's going to tear down some high places that the enemy has tried to build himself up in and reside in. The Lord showed me that in the shaking, our adversary is going to fall. Weak foundations are not going to make it. Man-made things that are not rooted in Christ will not withstand the shaking. And that means our enemy. It is time that God will humble the things in high places that do not have a place there by tearing them down. And our pastor has spoke before about leaderships or people in power that we're going to 
Dead Sea removed, that's going to be evidence of a shaking. Amen. That's the, the Lord beginning to weed out some things that didn't need to be there in the first place. There may be strongholds over a city, strongholds over a family, strongholds over a situation, but the shaking begins to break off the chains of the enemy because they don't have a foundation to hold you down to anymore. Because when the shaking comes, the foundation of the enemy becomes weak. So that chain that had you bound to that foundation begins to crumble. So your chains start to fall off in the shaking. That should be exciting for the church that the enemy can't hold on to you in the shaking because his house is the one that's going to be fallen. Amen. Amen. Because the anointing breaks the yokes of bondage and that occurs during the shaking. That is when we will see our enemies fall. It's a time where the mountain in front of you can be flattened because the shaking comes. Nothing that the enemy has will have the power to remain. Nothing that the enemy tried to put in your life will be able to stand in the middle of a shaking. So we're going to see some walls to some cities begin to crumble when we see a shaking. We're going to see some chains falling off when we see the walls of a shaking. The lies of the enemy won't be able to be rooted in your mind because it won't have a foundation to stand on. Those are all the results of a shaking that the enemy will need to get eviction notice today that the shaking is going to come and that his foundation is not going to be able to stand for much longer against his church because we are raising up a standard and our foundation is rooted, but the things of man, the things of the world will not be able to stand against us in that time. Amen. We have victory over the shaking. Amen. It may look bad. The world around you may look like it's going to be falling apart. And it is true that the shaking will cause the earth to look a little disoriented. But when we begin to see things fall and our carnal mind would like us to think the destruction is going to come to our house too, we have to remember that the shaking cannot come nigh the dwelling of the house that has the blood applied to the doorpost. If you are rooted on a strong foundation and you have applied the blood to your home, you don't have to worry when the shaking comes because that that is rooted in God will withstand it. But it's the enemy who should be fearful of the shaking because his house will begin to fall. Amen. The doors to the shaking. When you see a hallway of doors, you can think of some doors being shut. That's some things the enemy is going to try to put in your life. The Lord's going to send silence in that moment. And the shaking, the enemy is silenced. The doors are beginning to be closed. In the middle of a mess, in the middle of what looks like destruction, the world is going to find itself in a lowly position. We're going to have one place to look to, and that's going to be the solid rock church that they're going to give their hope to, their refuge because God is going to use this shaking to draw all men to him. Amen. So that's an exciting thing to think about because the shaking crumbles all things. It crumbles all things. Nothing that the enemy can try to place in front of you can stand against the authority and dominion that we possess when it comes to the shaking. So we should not be fearful, but the enemy should get a little bit nervous right about there because no plan that he can think, no counterattack that he can try to think of, no battle, no weapon will prosper because the shaking won't allow it to take root in your life any longer. Amen? Amen. The third thing that I began to think about was that the shaking stirs the dirt of the earth. God's going to use the shaking of the dirt. You might wonder what that means. I'm going to elaborate on that in a minute here. It says, when there is shaking, the earth begins to quake. Some things begin to move around physically. If the earthquake happened, you would see dirt beginning to move. When the dirt begins to be shook up, the Lord told me there will be fresh soil at the top that hadn't saw the top yet. It's about new alignment, new position, and new opportunity. The dirt's going to be sifted a little bit. And so things are going to start to come into alignment and position. And I believe that those things are shifting even now into the position that God wants them to be in. Because when an earthquake comes, it disturbs the soil. 
it messes up the ground. You might see dirt flying and it may look like a mess, but the enemy doesn't want you to realize is what's happening is when the stirring begins to happen and the earth begins to quake, the Lord began to tell me the shaking is tilling the land for the church. The shaking is shaking up a field. What does that mean? It's preparing the field to be planted. It's giving an opportunity for seeds to be sown because it's stirring the ground for us. It's doing the work for us. It's tilling it up for us so that then we can plant seeds and reap a harvest. It gets the earth ready for the harvest. So outside of the church building, if you could picture it as a church standing strong and beside it, just a field that's been tilled up, that's ready to be worked and that's ready to be harvested, ready to be planted in, that's what the shaking will do. So the facade of the enemy will not be able to cover the truth that the shaking brings a new scenery, one that paints a pretty good picture for the church, one that shows the favor, one that the devil meant for evil, that God will make it good. In the shaking, it's a time of turnaround. It's a time where the things that the enemy tried to put in for you is going to begin to fall. When some things of the dirt are beginning to get stirred up. Some newness is coming to the top, some new life, the chance of new planting, the chance of new harvesting, the chance of more to reap. That's what comes through the stirring. It's a beautiful scenery. So tell your neighbor, God's going to use the shaking. God's going to use the shaking. The fourth thing, the final thing I want to talk about is that the shaking uncovers and brings forth new things. When the shaking moves around the dirt and some buildings have fallen, some old things have been exposed, it's time for some new things to come up out of it. Some things that the enemy would have liked to hide from us, some things that the darkness tried to cover up. God is removing those barriers to expose some things of old that will be used in a new way in this hour. I saw in the spirit, the dust was flying, the earth was shaking around and the dust cloud began to settle. And there was two things that I saw. Right in front of me, I saw an old well with a cover over top of it. And right over here, I saw a cave with a stone rolled in front of it. It was a tomb and it was an old well that had been buried in the dirt. And I began to see that very visibly, but I saw a shaking and some dirt began to come off the top of those things. And I began to see what was at my feet. And I began to see this tomb that I didn't see before. And the Lord began to tell me there was a well of old placed in front of my people. One that some of them may have forgotten about because it was covered up by some stuff. The enemy had tried to lie and put some dirt over top of it and make you forget that it even happened. But there's a well in the ground that was uncovered in the shaking. It's a place where water used to flow out of. But the enemy tried to seal it off and put a well cover over it. The enemy tried to place some dirt over it and get you to move past it. But in the shaking, God is going to bring some things to the surface again. And out of the wells of old are going to spring forth new rivers of living water. There are some giftings that might have been dormant in this house, some callings that might have been dormant in this house, some wells that you might have thought had been sealed up for years. The enemy may have tried to tell you, well, it's been too long. We've already put dirt on top of it. We've already rolled a stone in front of it. We've already put it in the ground. But what the enemy didn't expect was that God was orchestrating a shaking, a shaking that was going to reveal some things to the church, that was going to bring some things of old back to the surface and going to be used as some things of new. He might have told you that the well had all been dried out, that there was no more water, but God says he is about to restore the well through the shaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is an emerging of fresh water coming from an old well, and we're going to be able to draw off of it again. We are coming out of dormancy. We are coming out of complacency. We are coming out of silence. We are coming out of hiding. The Lord is moving back the well cover that the enemy tried to put over some living water, and it is time for the church to tap back into some wells of old, and a new thing is going to 
spring forth out of it. The enemy tried to hide it. He tried to convince you it wasn't for you any longer. He tried to tell you that was the old you. You done missed it. I'm here to tell somebody you didn't miss it. God's about to restore it. Some waters of living water, waters of life, waters from the old well are about to spring forth in a new way. Shall you not know it? That the former house and the latter house reign are coming together. So we're going to draw off of that old well and the enemy's not going to know what happened. But in the shaking, the well cover got pushed off. In the shaking, the water began to come up out of the ground again. And we are tapping into the well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some hidden jewels are about to be brought to light again. Some things that have been working underground, stirring in you. Maybe you haven't told somebody yet what the God's been stirring in you. He's been moving on your behalf. He's been fighting some battles for you that nobody else saw you going through. But it's about time. I said, it's about time that the enemy gets pushed to the side. It's about time that the well cover comes off of some things that he tried to keep you bound by, that he tried to keep you silenced in. The Lord is going to move it on your behalf through the shaking, and you're going to come out with a new shout, with a new sound. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The well's not going to be sealed for very much longer because the shaking has taken off an old well cover, and an eruption of water is going to come out of that well again. So don't be surprised when you see somebody get their shout back. Don't be surprised when you see a dance in the altar that you haven't seen since you were a little kid. Don't be surprised when somebody starts walking with the joy of the Lord, with the peace of the Lord, with the mind of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's doing a new thing. He's stirring up some old wells. It's beginning to birth in you. I am thankful that he is restoring the wells in the middle of a shaking. Amen. Amen. So that deals with the well, but then we still have the tomb that was over here. A tomb that was sold up. It was like a cave with the stone rolled in front of it. That's what I began to see beside the well. And I was spending time in worship and I heard the song. I don't know if you all know, we don't sing it here, but it's called Just Like Jesus. And the Lord started working on me about this grave that was sealed up. And I was brought to scripture in John chapter 11, dealing with Lazarus. And we find in the scripture that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. And it was a tomb very much like what I would picture in that scripture. If they want to put that scripture on the screen, it's John 11 verses 38 through 44. And I want to read that to us tonight. In verse 38, it says, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And that's the image that I could see in my head. Jesus said, take you away the stone, Martha. The sister of him that was dead said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead for four days. Notice that Jesus said to, he spoke to move the stone away, just like the Lord of hosts in our earlier scripture is going to speak to command a shaking. And Martha was his sister, but yet she said, but it stinks. The enemy might have tried to convince you, well, it's, it's been too long. It's been in the grave for quite a while. At this point, it's starting to stink. You probably should just move on. You should probably just stop praying about it. You should probably just move past it. It's not gonna happen for you. But that's a lie from the enemy tonight, amen? Because in verse number 40, it begins to say, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that thou, if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hast hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by I, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. 
Verse 43 here. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Amen. So that scripture that I read and the song that I was listening to point to the fact that the Lord began to call Lazarus forth by name. So the shaking that we're going to see is going to begin to roll the stone off the front of the tomb and give an opportunity for the Lord to speak to some things to get up and live again. The song begins to say, just like Lazarus, I hear you calling my name. Does anybody hear their name in the spirit today? That the Lord is calling you from a place, calling you out of a grave that you thought was going to be the death of you, that you thought it was over, you thought it was the end. The tomb that I envisioned, it wasn't just Lazarus' tomb. It's a tomb that's trying to hold on to some of you, that's trying to hold on to some of your loved ones, to some of your situations that makes you think that it's long over. Maybe it's a tomb for some of your prodigals, but the Lord says, just like Lazarus, I am calling forth by name your prodigals and your loved ones, and the shaking is pushing aside the stone that has tried to steal their fate, but what the enemy didn't realize is he was having a premature burial service because it is not over for the Lord didn't say that it was over but he's about to call some things by name the name of your child the name of our city the name of that group the name of that thing that you let that you thought was dead when the enemy tried to convince you that it stinks that you should move past it God's about to call a name and it's gonna begin to rise up out of a tomb that the enemy would have liked to stay covered but through the shaking the tomb was revealed and just like Lazarus, I hear him calling the name of some people in this house. I hear him calling our name, calling us to more, calling you to get up out of the grave, calling you through resurrection, and it's here for you. And there is freedom in the fact that he will call you by name. Does anybody hear your name in the spirit? Does anybody know that God's calling you up? This isn't just a message for your neighbor. It's a message for you, for you, for you. He's calling you up out of that situation, that tomb the enemy tried to convince you to just lie and stay in. We're coming up out of the pit. We're coming up out of the ground because in the middle of a shaking, there's a well that's going to be our source of life and there's a tomb that cannot hold us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The song said, just like Lazarus, I too thought it was the end. Maybe you've got to that point over some situations, over some circumstances, over some loved ones. You said, I've prayed and I've prayed. I've been tested. I've been tested. You say, Maddie, I've been through the shaking. I've had my world turned upside down. I don't know how much longer. I'm here to give you hope tonight. You hold on just a little bit longer because the Lord is calling their name. He's calling for some situations and there will be a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's not quite the end yet. And now last week I spoke this word to a few women about some other things that are going to happen after resurrection because we could shout and get excited about the fact that we're coming up out of the grave. But God revealed to me there's something even greater than just coming up out of the grave. We can shout about resurrection. We can shout about the tomb being moved. But last Wednesday, pastor began to give a word and it was a very similar word to something that I had said on Monday night, two days before it. So I said it on Monday, pastor said it on Wednesday, but I'm gonna declare it again because it's the hour that the Lord wants us to hear this. When Lazarus came forth out of the grave, he was still bound in grave clothes. We just read that in our scripture. 
But the Lord said, the Lord said, I want somebody to get this in their spirit. Not only will your sons and daughters be raised up out of the grave, but they're about to shake off some grave clothes. The anthem is soon going to be, loose me and let me go because the Lord is calling my name. Hallelujah. Loose me and let me go because the Lord is calling my name. It's not just about resurrection life, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to be loosed of some things. Your family's going to be loosed of some things. This city can be loosed of some things because we're about to take off some old gray clothes, take off some things of old and put on a new garment and new strength and new power. We're getting up out of the grave. We're not only defeating death, hell on the grave, but we're defeating that which has tried to keep us bound for too long. You may have walked out of that grave years ago, but the enemy tried to keep putting those old gray clothes back on you. We're going to shed off some clothes and we're not going to step back in them again. There is a new garment waiting for his church. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're getting loose from some things that tried to hold us captive. We're shedding off the old man. We're taking off the old clothes. We're moving past the old situations. Does anybody hear him calling their name out of a pit of despair? Does anybody believe that some things that may have tried to keep themselves attached to me not going to have the power to hold on any longer? Because just as Lazarus was called to come forth, he's calling you forth. And he's also saying to the enemy, loose my child and let them go. It is now your time to move. It is your time to have life. The Lord would like to tell you that the enemy tried to lie and say that he had passed you by, but you have not been overlooked. It's about to be your time to get up out of the grave and to walk in a newness, to walk in authority, to walk in boldness. You're coming up out of that pit and you're going to look like a new man that cannot be distinguished by his old grave clothes anymore. Amen. Amen. In the middle of the shaking, He's calling some things forth and they're going to be loosed forever. It's a forever shaking. Not something you can go back and put. It's not a pit you're going to go back to. It's not a grave you're going to have to go visit anymore. It's not an outfit you're going to have to see in your closet. It is a new clothes, a new garment's going to be waiting for you. And you will not look the same as that which had you bound. Amen. Amen. And I'm coming to a close tonight here. If they want to play music or have someone come, I can turn over to Jade in a minute too and play. But the Lord began to just tell me, I needed to remind you that through the shaking, he is working. And you can stand and say, I'm okay with the shaking because I know how it ends for me. What the devil meant for evil, God will make it good. We are a part of a kingdom that cannot be moved. And I want my faith to be found steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. I want that for my faith, for my church, for my house. And I believe that others in this house want that too. So even in the midst of the shaking, we are a church that will not be shaken. My faith will not be shaken. My praise will not be shaken. My shout will not be shaken. No matter what the situation may look like, I'm not gonna lose hope because I know how it ends for me. I know what this word says over my life and I believe that we are coming out of the grave and that we are coming forth and I do not have to fear the shaking with trembling anymore. Amen. Through the shaking, the church will remain a pillar in a lighthouse of refuge. We will have a fresh stirred up land to sow into and to harvest from. We will witness the tearing down of strongholds and the crumbling of darkness. And we will see through the stirring of the dirt and uncovering of some buried things. Old wells will bring forth new water. Old tombs will begin to be dormant as the stones are rolled away. So I wanna remind you tonight that God uses the shaking, that God works in the shaking. 
And there are several accounts in scripture that we can see the evidence of this happening. If you want to stand all over the house tonight. We can see a shaking in the upper room experience in Acts chapter 431. It says, and when they prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. God used the shaking for them. Uh, Jesus' crucifixion, Matthew 27, verse 51. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Uh, Jesus' resurrection in Matthew 28, verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Those are three accounts in scriptures that show you that when there's a shaking, God is moving. So too many times the enemy tried to convince us that the shaking would take us out. But God orchestrates in the shaking. God has always used the shaking. And when you hear sounds of rumbling, when you begin to see something shaking, we need to begin to hear that rustling sound that we talked about in the top of the mulberry trees. Know that God is on the move. That's the sound of the church coming out of a grave. He's done it once and he's gonna do it again. And in the scripture, it says that he was a burning fire. That fire that brother Jay talked about just a minute ago. Through the shaking, an all-consuming fire begins to change our worlds. And it does say in the scripture that the latter house will be greater than that of the former house. So we have something to look forward to that through the shaking, we're pushing on to more, more of the glory, more of his presence, more of his spirit. And that with it, some things of old, some dead things are going to begin to live again. Is anyone thankful for the fact that through the shaking, some old things are going to live again, that we have the fact that we can hold on to the promise of peace and the shaking, even in the hard times. And I'm not saying that it's not going to look hard or that it's not going to seem dark, but we have the promise that he will not leave us, that he will not fail us and that we know how that shaking is going to end and it's going to end in our favor. Amen. Amen. So I just want to call us to a time of prayer tonight. If this message at any point was pricking your heart, if you're saying, I believe I am coming out of the grave, or I have a loved one that I hear the Lord wanting to call their name, I'm going to call their name at the altar tonight. Or if you want to pray for the world that says, God, I know the shaking is going to keep the church protected, but I still have a burden for the world and I have a burden for the lost. And I want to save as many as we can and bring them into this knowing power of peace. If any of those things apply to you, I want you to come to the front of this building and we're just going to pray together, believing that through the shaking, we are made stronger and that through the shaking some new things are going to come forth because he's worthy because he's moving in it and he we will see a victory through the lord amen so come we're going to pray together i just thank you guys for listening to this tonight i know that my voice might have got a little shaky but through the shaking God is on the move. Amen. So just come to these altars. They're open. Let's pray that we're going to keep our faith, that we will not be shaken. We're going to be found steadfast, unmovable, that no matter what comes nigh our dwelling, the blood post has been covered and we will be protected in our house for he's worthy. The shaking is going to come, but it's not the end for his church. And we are thankful for that. Amen. Hey everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this message and I hope it blessed you. And please check our description below. You'll find all of our social medias linked below. And as always, please subscribe so we can reach more people. As always, thanks for watching, and I hope to see you soon.